Welcome to Alderman Farms Radio. This is a podcast where we'll be uploading the audio from our weekly live YouTube shows as part of the Homestead Network. For more information, you can check out thehomesteadnetwork.com for a list of channels and showtimes, and we hope you'll join us on our Alderman Farms YouTube channel. Thanks for dropping in. Now here's the show. Hey everybody, um, we have a little bit of change in plans. We announced last week that we're going to be uh, going over maybe uh, our reading book list, and we are going to do that, but we're going to do that on the second part of the show. Uh, we announced last week that we were going to start a sourdough series, starting from scratch with our starter, and we are um, starting that now. Well. We didn't know when we would be baking the bread because I just didn't know how long it was going to take for the starters. And actually, my, some of my starter is ready to make bread. So we've been telling the people we're going to make bread tonight live. We're going to get our dough ready. And so we're for the first part of the show, that's what we're going to be doing. I'm not sure how long it's going to take. But one thing I need to tell you is that we're in the middle of a thunderstorm right now. And it uh, we could lose power. We're hoping not to lose power. But anyway, we're gonna just roll with the flow and see what happens. So the I've done two starters, one that is a white flour starter and one that is a whole wheat starter. And we're gonna start with our white flour starter. Tommy, is it good? Should I keep going? Keep going. Is it, everything's going? Okay. All right, and I'm gonna do it two ways. I'm gonna do it with my KitchenAid mixer, which you can use other mixers too. I have another kind of mixer. I've tried to do bread in. I haven't tried to do it since I've learned how to do bread in a mixer though. But anyway, we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna do the white bread, the white sourdough in my KitchenAid, and then the other one I'm gonna do by hand. Okay, so the recipe has been listed several times. Um, Tommy, is it gonna be listed today too? We'll list it today too. So this is a little something different, but we're just gonna roll with the flow and just hopefully y'all learn something new, or maybe you can add us add in some pointers. But it calls for a cup and a half of warm water. Did you mention is that we're recording this too? No, I thought no. And also, um, we're gonna be we're recording this. So if, if you know some of our people that are following us, if it's not their day to make their sourdough or whatever, um, they can look at it later. Or if you want to rewatch it, because I kind of go fast. I didn't realize how fast I was until I Tommy recorded me making biscuits, and I thought he had fast forwarded, it, put it on fast forward, and it was just my normal speed. So. Uh, I don't mean to try and rush and go fast, but it's just, I guess, kind of my way. All right, then it calls for one cup of starter. All right, I'm going to keep this because I'll pour my oil in here. All right, we'll turn this on just to mix that. Then it calls for one-fourth cup of sugar. My volume with this mixture going to. Okay. And I do start with the paddle. I have my dough hook here that I will change to. And that's just the best way I found to do it. I know Redhead Homestead, he uh he's used this the whole time, the dough hook, but I usually uh, start off with my uh, paddle. Alright, the more I've got my and I go over my recipe numerous times because I'm scared I'm gonna forget something. So I have one cup of starter, one and a half cups of warm water, a fourth of a cup of sugar. Now, if you were wanting to do a quick, a quicker rise in your loaves, you could add a tablespoon of yeast right now. But 
Um, we're not. We're going to do traditional sourdough with no yeast, no store-bought yeast, just natural yeast. So, all right. Now I'll add my tablespoon of salt. And I love this little uh, spoon, adjustable spoon that goes from a tablespoon down to a teaspoon. And I have one that goes from a teaspoon down to, I think, a fourth of a teaspoon. I love them. Makes it quicker. Oh, when we start mixing the dough in, when this starts getting the dough. Right. Now, it calls for a half a cup of oil, and I'm just using regular, regular vegetable oil on this loaf. This is how I make it for the farmer's market. Ooh, that's a little bit too much. Okay, now the only thing left to add is the flour. And it should have around six cups of flour. Um, sometimes it takes less, sometimes it takes a little more. So I'm going to start adding it in and I add it fairly quick, the first few cups, and then I slow down. And I don't, this is not real precise because it's never the same amount. It depends on the moisture in the air. Any questions or anything while I'm doing this? Two cups. I don't think we skip all of this information. This mm -hmm. part of the recipe is in the video. Two, mixing in real good. It's got some flour to the side, so I'll let it catch up until I continue to add more. And what I'm looking for is for a nice dough consistency where it's actually pulling away from the sides. Here's five cups. Like I said, I'll take my time. Now, right about now, I'm going to put my dough hook on. Man. Lots of thunder and lightning. And the way I'll do that is I'll get my other, my last cup of flour and I just sprinkle a little bit on that dough so I can pull it off of there. And see, it doesn't stick to my hands awful bad. Now, I won't do any hand kneading to this dough. I'll let my machine do it for me. Uh, off the grid homestead who just joined us today said, Don't ruin it for me. I'm only up to episode three. <laughs> This is, this is the last cup of flour. I will add it gradually because you know, it, sometimes it does not take all the flour. Though today I think it will take all of it and make plus some. When it's damp outside, it seems like it takes more flour. 
Wanda said it's still sunny in their part of Mississippi. Well, well it, it's lightening up a little bit here now. It's not quite as dark as it was, yeah. but I mean, it looked like nighttime here for, for a few minutes. Yeah, I had to remind myself that was not even five o'clock yet. It looked like it was getting about eight o'clock. That's when I looked at the weather and I thought, ooh, it's, it's, we got, it's a bad band coming through. Wanda, let us know when uh, if Danny joins you at the computer. Yeah, he needs to he needs to be watching. We can learn how to make him some sourdough too, huh, Wanda? Tommy's learned a lot through this series. I think he could really do it himself. Though he's never been a bread baker. Yeah, you can start, you can come show it. Tommy's gonna move the camera in where you can kind of see how the dough is looking, how it's starting to uh it's starting to pull away from the side. Tell me what to do, look at the TV. Up a little bit, Tommy. Can you go up a little bit? Yeah, I think that's good. You can see how it's pulled away from the sides. It's almost taking the whole cup. And then I want to show you something else. It don't seem real necessary right now with this but sometimes it needs to be pulled down a little bit and I'll, I'll put a little flour on it just where it won't be so sticky on my hands kind of pull it down and let it readjust itself because sometimes it keeps a little bit of a sticky part can you see the consistency of the dough that it's turning into Look at the screen a for smooth me, please. consistency yeah that's good all right i'm gonna turn it back on I'm gonna go ahead. yeah you can put you can put it back down now And you may be able to see a little bit more with the consistency of the dough when I do the next batch by hand because um, I'm going to do it in a glass bowl and I'll be able to move the bowl over to you. And see, I'm just going to check it and see. It's still a little sticky to me. It's, a, it's, it's, got a, it's getting a nice elasticity to it, but to me it's a little sticky. I'm going to get a half a cup and add a little bit more, not the whole half cup, just a little bit more, and let me see. And while, while this is mixing, I'm gonna get my dish pan. I like to rise my bread in dish pans, um, and, and so to make sure it has enough room, and so I'm gonna be putting some oil in it and rubbing it around. I'm gonna do that and get that ready while this is finishing up. No, Grandpa, she doesn't use the mixer for the market because it's, she has to use too much dough. I uh, have to mix yeah. up too much dough, and uh, uh, so no, that's all done by hand. Yeah, I use those big gray dish pans that we bought at Sam's. Let's see, I just put a, quite a bit of oil, a generous amount of oil in here, and I'll rub it around. And the whole, all, the whole sides all the way up and on the bottom. Okay, I'm pleased with the consistency of this dough. So I'm gonna take it out. 
Danny's there. Hey, Danny. Hey, Danny. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Hope you're having a great birthday. And if I'm going to do everything I can to uh, see if the Lord will be willing to send you some of this rain for your birthday present. Yes. Patty, how many grandpa's farm, how many loaves do you take to the market typically? Um, lately I've been bringing about 15 different types of bread, whether it's been uh, roll, pans of rolls and stuff like that, or uh, cinnamon bread. Okay, this is my dough. I may could have added a little bit more flour to it, but you see it's really not sticking bad to my hands. It's it's, a, it's got a good elasticity to it. So what I'm going to do is I'll put it in this in this dish pan. I'm trying to look to make to see how where you can see it. I'll put it in here and then I'm going to turn it over. Yeah, Tommy, if you can help me. I just kind of press it down like this. I've got it pressed down and then I'm going to actually turn it over where both sides are coated with oil. And my saran wrap is over across the kitchen on top of the refrigerator. But trust me, I'm going to cover this whole thing with saran wrap. And it's going to sit on the counter until morning. We're planning on making up the loaves of bread at 7 a.m. Central. That would be 8 Eastern. So this is our white bread. And we'll be, we're, she's talking about we're going to be live on YouTube. Yeah, doing we'll be that. live doing that. Tommy, would you set this over there, please? And I'm, we're going to start on our... Uh, Einkorn. Yeah, the ein, it's, I actually used einkorn flour. To make my starter and everything. So, and I'm just going to use all einkorn wheat. And we apologize for not being as responsive, getting the questions and stuff. Uh, we're kind of technically stretched right now. This is a different layout and we're just kind of freaking making sure we get everything on film and all. So sorry about that. <laughs> Okay, we're going to do this bowl. Okay. Krista says she didn't hear if you said how many loaves does this make. This is a three loaf recipe. Yeah, right? it's a three loaf recipe. I used those little, would you get one, Tommy? They're in the uh, bottom of the china cabinet over there. The little disposable um, metal pans, which I don't dispose of them. I use them for a whole farmer's market season. Season uh, and... um. It'll make three nice loaves of those. Um, probably if you're using regular metal bread pans, uh, it, it would make two nice sized loaves of those. All right, here's my cup and a half of water, warm water. But you're actually right not going to make three loaves, right? You're going to make a couple yeah. of loaves and a pan of rolls? Yeah, we're going to be doing rolls and cinnamon bread, and I'm going to do a regular loaf of bread too with the einkorn because I've been wanting some bread and I'm going to try it. But this is, this is the little pans that I'm talking about. It's a little smaller than your uh, real metal pan that you uh, can use. So, Yeah, we love those food grade five gallon buckets, Grandpa. We, uh, we love, they come in very handy, but never used it for this. Oh yeah, that would be a good, that's a good idea. Okay, and this is a, a cup of starter. Yeah, but I don't need a whole, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't need a five gallon bucket of starter. Is that what he's talking about for starter? I'm not sure. I may have missed it. What, uh... Yeah, because he, he, he used to make 200 loaves a week. Him and his wife, I think. Okay, here's my starter. 
Jan found some, uh, for smaller amounts, she found some two gallon food safe buckets mm -hmm. with lids at Lowe's. I, I, got, I get uh, a two and a half gallon from Walmart the, uh, in the bakery. They have icing that comes in and I've gotten some of those and that's a perfect size to be able to handle. I keep my sugar in that for the market. Okay, now, like I said, all right. Start a warm water sugar, a fourth of a cup of sugar. Uh, here's a good question, let me know when I can ask it. If you were gonna add yeast to this, where tomorrow, well this rise and tomorrow's would be faster, Redhead Homestead, I think by putting yeast, I think he said, and if he's on, let me know, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it took two to two and a half hours for the first rise and for the second rise, about two hours, and he was baking bread. That's really quick for sourdough, but that's because he followed my recipe where I add yeast. So if you wanted to do a faster and all in one day, you could add a tablespoon of yeast right now. Of course, you'd probably wanna do that during the day and not in the evening. We're gonna rise our bread all night. Go ahead with a question, Tom. Uh, Jan says, Patty, is it possible that the stand mixer can overheat the dough if it goes too long? Hmm. I don't know that we've ever I don't know. We've never let I do it go find I find that I get more flour added into it on the stand mixer. I really do because really? I think it's doing the hard work for me. So, and my son Corey has helped me mix it up. Tommy has too, but this year Corey has helped me uh, the most when I was doing two pans, two, you know, twenty-four low loaves, and he would do a pan, and I'd do a pan, and he could uh, mix in more flour than me too. But he's a lot stronger. So, all right, table a tablespoon of salt. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Brad, big family homestead, says, what's your biggest seller? Uh, regular sourdough bread. The cinnamon sourdough is pretty popular, um, but just a loaf of regular sourdough bread is the biggest seller. Grandpa wants to know if you've tried flavorings like, uh, he said his big sellers were sriracha, garlic, sun-dried tomato. It, with sourdough? The sun-dried tomato, I've done some basil and it'll sell fair. Um, and, uh, what was I gonna, oh, I'm doing some uh, breadsticks with Parmesan cheese, garlic, and uh, parsley on top. And nothing new, it's just the sourdough dough. And uh, add that on top and that's a good seller. But I think, okay. you know, probably because so many people remember in this area of the country, so many people remember their grandma's regular old sourdough bread. Mm -hmm. That may be the reason why the plain sourdough is pretty much the best seller. All right, I'm going to use coconut oil. I told you you could use, you know, whatever you want to use. I, I'm going to, this is for us, our personal bread. So I'm going to use coconut oil. That's good because there was a question about coconut oil and there you go. And I've never done it with coconut oil before, but you know, surely it should work. But um, also, I didn't mention this, but I, I would imagine this is all adults that know about good hygiene and everything. I, I do use my hands, but I washed my hands right before the show started. So anyway, wanted to make that note. And typically when I'm making bread for the market, I even will have my bangs slicked back with a bobby pin and I have all my hair in a ponytail. So. This is for my family and I just tell them if there's a hair in it, it, my hair was clean, just take it out and, you know, eat your bread. Which is probably not a good thing to do, but hopefully I won't have any hair in my bread. But definitely when I'm trying to, when I'm selling bread, I uh, try and keep my hair pulled back. Okay, now let's see, that was starter, water, sugar, salt, and oil. So now I'm ready for my flour. I'm really not liking how this uh, 
my coconut oil was um, kind of loose and um, you know not not one big solid mass but kind of kind of melty I don't know if you can see it moving in there but uh, I'm kind of not liking the way it looked in here so I may have made a mistake maybe it should have been melted completely to the oil stage but I don't think it would like ruin my bread it may just make it a little harder for me to mix all right so there's one cup of flour and I'll put two, I'll do this in twos. I'll do two cups and then maybe two cups and then two cups and see, or at least two cups to start with. And I stay with the spoon until it gets some of the stickiness goes away. How is this looking on there? You can see it? Yeah, you can see it. Um, it's real soupy. I'll, I'll turn it. Well, let me come, I'm gonna come turn it before I do. Let me mention this, uh, Kitty's Homestead mentioned, for all that are interested, she started the chat that was mentioned yesterday. Uh, we, we've been in, uh, up at Lake Lincoln camping for a couple of days, but apparently there was discussion of a chat for anybody interested to chat when the live shows are not on. So apparently there's some information about it on Kitty's Homestead's About page on, on her YouTube channel, and in the info section there, uh, some information. So I'm gonna have to check that out. You know, there are some recipes like my uh, my French bread, you're going to want to make sure you get the exact right amount and everything. With the sourdough, it's about six cups. All right, that's an, that's my third cup. I'm going to mix one at a time now. Um, with, the, with, the, with the French bread, you're going to want to measure it exactly uh, because, you know, that's a much drier dough. The, French, the sourdough is much more forgiving. You're kind of really... It's an estimate of six cups, give or take a little. Is this, so. enough? Is this frame good? Yeah, that's good. Now I'm not looking at the computer, so I can't answer any questions. We'll have to, we may, this may end up being the whole show today. We, we may have to go back and look at questions and all that. Yeah. We'll just, we're gonna play it by ear and see. All right, this is my fourth cup. And maybe we'll just not move the camera and all that, and you just stay over here and answer questions. I don't know. We'll no, see. We'll see. see. <laughs> We're almost done, and it's, we'll have 30 minutes left, so we'll see how it goes. Okay. This is what starts getting in my arm right here. Even in small amounts, it just, Can you look it's at the screen? thick. Screen okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Okay. That was four. All right. This is five. I still don't feel like it's not sticky enough to uh, get my hands in yet. Maybe this will make it. Okay. This might be easier in the big gray pan, huh? Not know. not with this small amount. I'd be chasing it. Oh right yeah, on, that's true. Know. I'm gonna go ahead and get my uh, other cup of flour ready. I'm getting a cramp in my hand <laughs> from holding that spoon so long. I just kind of mix it around like this and just kind of start, kind of like the kneading process of kind of, kind of like folding it in. You see how sticky that is? Have y'all noticed how this very tiny amount that she has spilled so far? Well, 
I spill. I'm I'm not a neat person. I, so. I would look like Frosty the Snowman if I was doing this. It, it would be, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> okay. The dough is it's starting to come together. You see it. See how it's it's looking more like dough instead of just stickiness. It's still rather sticky. And see, it gets on your hands, but as you're working, it comes off. Yeah. Except when Tommy and Corey does it. They, they have a lot of, they get a lot of uh, dough on their hands. Dough up the hands? Elbows. <laughs> I'll have it in my hair. Oh, no, you're exaggerating. Maybe a little. <laughs> And, and the problem with this, and, and you know, if there, anybody that is short, they, pro they need to put this, do this somewhere else. Um, I'm 5'8", right at, and I'm on my tippy toes doing this to have enough room to push down, you know. So you might want to put it on your table or something to make it a little bit easier for you to be able to push it. But boy, this, this is a soft, soft dough. It feels so good. All right, that was six cups, but I'm going to get me a half a cup again. Now, remember, I told you it's raining here, and sometimes that makes that makes you have to add a little bit more flour. It makes your dough a little stickier. So, so you're now going beyond the recipe just by feel. Yeah, just yeah, because it was too sticky. And what is too sticky? Can you talk about that a little? Because I know others well, they're like going to want to know that it's still it's still sticking with my hands. You see how that how sticky sticky that is? You don't want it white with flour. But so you're saying you don't want any stickiness? No. Well, I mean, you don't want to touch it and it stick to your hands. Okay. And not I mean, you want to pull your hands off. It's still sticking like I, sh I showed them with the other flour when I had touched it. it. You know, it was still it felt a little sticky still. A little tacky but it wasn't sticking to my hands. And as I'm working this flour in, this is kneading. This is kneading my bread while I'm working this flour in. And boy, it's a lot easier to work making a three loaf batch than it is a 12 loaf batch. Twice. Whew, yeah. And Corey really was good about helping me. I think I only had to do that, do it twice, two times. And the other times that I made the 24, he did 12 and I did 12, so. It's almost there. And you know, you could just add a little bit at a time. You'll see when it gets to the point where it won't take any more flour. You'll be feeling like you're working yourself to death and uh, your shoulders and your arms will be tired. My shoulders are tired now. Yeah, mine are getting tired too. Okay, now I'm pleased with the way this feels. It's a little sticky, you can see, but it's not sticking so much to my hands. Look at the screen, make sure you got it where it needs to oh. be. You can, you can probably put the camera down now. All right. But anyway, um, well, I may put a little bit more flour on it. All right, look at the screen. Yeah, it's good. 
I'm just adding a little bit more flour to it because it felt just, it was just a tad bit sticky when I felt of it. So I put about six and a half cups of flour in this. All right, I'm gonna scroll way back up. But you see how much faster, well, I say that, I think it took about 15, well, we talked a little bit at first, though. It is faster doing the mixer, but um, it really doesn't take that long to make this bread. And, you know, especially if you don't have a real large family, or even if you do, you can do a double batch of this. But, um, you know, this will last, this should be a few days worth of bread right here, even for, you know, four or five people, unless you just eat a ton of bread. Now I'm gonna do the same thing with my uh, pan. Put some oil, I'm gonna do my uh, coconut oil again. Well, while you're doing that, I'll tell you that Krista, and I think this is what, I think she's talking about the coconut oil. She mm -hmm. says, I use it all the time, clumpy like that, mm -hmm. and it incorporates fine into the dough. Well, and you know, Krista, I, I noticed that as I, I should have said that when I was working, it, you know, it just like disappeared, so it's fine. It's gonna, I think it's gonna work just fine. But I guess like, well, you know, I, I do other bread recipes that, that most of mine, well, I'll put butter in. And uh, I'll just have a room temperature or even I'll cut it up into little chunks and put it in my, you know, my, my liquid and it, it disappears into it too, so. Now, I don't know if this is Danny or Wanda saying they're gluten-free and can't eat that type of bread. Man, this is terrible. Well, that's why I'm trying this bread. I am gluten-free too, but the sourdough, I have heard. I'm going to do the same thing, y'all. I'm going to put it in this way. That's it. There you go. And then I'm going to turn it over where both sides are coated. Like that. And I'm going to put saran wrap over it and um, let it rise all night at seven o'clock in the morning. We're gonna go live and we're gonna put it in our loaves. So anyway, that's the end of uh, the bread making. Um, Let's see if we're but good. anyway, I was, I was having some health issues and I went gluten-free and I realized that that's a lot of the reason that I, I ache all over was the gluten. Um, this is einkorn flour, which is a heirloom flour. And this is what I'm gonna eat. Um, the white bread flour, I'm probably gonna give away. Um, the, 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 the white bread, the sourdough that I'm making is going to uh, be given away. Uh, but the sourdough process um, is supposed to really reduce the gluten and it breaks it down. It makes it easier to digest um, and it breaks down the proteins. Plus this wheat is called einkorn, E-I-N-K-O-R-N. And it only has like 13 chromosomes and it's very, it's got a low gluten. Uh, and um, like the wheat today has like 40 something chromosomes, I think from what I remember reading. And I haven't read it lately, so I could be wrong on that a little bit, but it's wheat has changed over the years and it's got a lot more gluten in it than it used to. And I, I feel like that's why so many people have such issues with it. I'm hoping, I've tried this corn wheat with sourdough one time with using yeast, which is a faster way to make sourdough bread that I'm doing this traditional sourdough with no bought yeast. It's just wild yeast, so it's a longer fermentation process. I'm hoping really bad that I can eat this, so. There's a link to the einkorn wheat in the description, and mm -hmm. you can go check that out and do some uh, research and see. Mm -hmm. But uh, right now, we're fixing to change our cameras around and get back over there. I'm gonna go sit by Tommy, and we can continue the conversation. Well, so. hang on just a second. Let me make sure we don't okay. have any important uh, bread-making questions okay. about this. It might need to be 
included, um, Grandpa says, how often do you punch it down? I'm not sure you understand that. Yeah, but um, well, you know, we can continue talking about this in just a minute. Let's go ahead and get this moved over here. I'm going to get the saran wrap over it. Um, but as far, I'm going to answer Grandpa's question. Um, the punching down, um, when it rises up, it's going to... Uh, Rise up all night long without being touched. In the morning at 7 o'clock, I'm going to punch it down, knead it a little bit, and then I'm going to put it in low. So that's the only time, just one time. Well, it, it, does, it only has two, two risings, once, once overnight and then once when it's in the loaves, and then we'll bake it. So. All right, so that's the end of this of the bread-making video. I'm going to stop the recording there, and I'm going to mute, and I'm going to put this on the screen. Sorry. Yeah, so I'm on mute while we change camera angles. We'll be right back. All right, Patty's taking care of a couple little things. While she does that, uh, Jan uh, Partain, I hope I said that correctly, had sent us some pictures about ways, some uh, wild yeast traps that she had done. Um, she had, uh, this is Jan's photos that, that she sent us. And what she had done was, uh, once she had, in her starter container, in the coffee filter, she poked little tiny holes in the top so that the uh, the yeast uh, could smell it better, I guess, and get through there better. But also in her the stuff that she was going to be adding to her star starter, she stored it in the coffee filters rather than in airtight containers, hoping to attract. Uh, the wild yeast and, and allow them to get in it better. So um, be interesting, Jan, to see how that works out to get a um, an idea of if that was successful for you. Um, so let's see here. All right, Patty's cleaning her hands up because not all the dough came off, and then she'll be here. We'll spend the next few minutes talking about, in fact, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Um, we had talked about, we had had a request to, about the, the books that we read and rely on, and we've got a link that we call it our, the Alderman Farms reading list, and the reading list, the books that are on our list are all books that we've, that we've read and appreciate, um, and there's a longer list than what we'll talk about here tonight, we'll just talk about a few of them here tonight, um, anything by Joel Salatin. <laughs> frankly, as far as Tommy is concerned. Um, highly recommend a book called Folks, This Ain't Normal, uh, where Joel Salatin really uh, sort of gives you a, a really interesting perspective of, of what the food system is and, 
you know, it's just not normal. And so that that's one of my all-time favorites. Um, my second all-time, I've read everything that's, that Salatin has written. Uh, my other all-time favorite is his most recent one, and it's called The Marvelous Pigness of Pigs. And Joel, uh, I've always known that Joel was a Christian, but he sort of tongue-in-cheek refers to this book as his coming-out-of-the-closet book, uh, where it's just all out there. I mean, this is a Christian treatise, uh, as it were, where he basically laments that, you know, Christians should be, um, I mean, we have stewardship of the earth, and we should be the ones who uh, care the most about the environment mm-hmm. and our surroundings and whatnot. So uh, The Marvelous Pigness of Pigs, I highly recommend that. And um, I'm talking fast because Patty's got more books, and, and <laughs> she's. I, I just pulled up the three that, that made that that uh, really kind of came to me right off the bat. If I had to say three books, the other one is written by Forrest Pritchard, and it's called Gaining Ground. Uh, it's an amazing story. It's a story of farmers' market, local food, and saving the family farm. Uh, it starts out talking about his family farm and uh, how they just had a turning point when I don't remember the measurements now, but when. Um, they had a huge harvest of corn. It was like 18 wheeler loads, you know, like tractor trailers full of corn that they harvested off their family farm and they made like $18. Oh, really? Or, yeah, like, I didn't uh, read it or like $32 okay. or something. And so he began, it. you know, it's his journey on how to save the family farm using, um, uh, go, using the farmer's market and direct sales, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what Joel Salatin has done. So... Again, all these books, you can check them out in the description. And uh, those are my three, plus all the other Joel Salatin books. Yeah, he, uh, he's read all of them. I've read all of them. Yeah, and, and what you got to understand, Tommy is the huge reader. You know, he reads, uh, and when he's interested in it, he, he'll read something in a day or two. He just devours reading. I'm not such a big reader. Uh, I, I read what I'm interested in, and... I think we talked last a uh, few weeks ago that I ended up getting uh, seed to seed uh, because all this is on the internet, but I like to have it in a book. So I, I did go ahead and order the seed to seed book. I had looked at it and and, and somebody had suggested it, and I uh, we went ahead and got it. And I and I think it's just a valuable resource. I'm not going to sit here and read this book. I'm going to refer to it when I think of something or I need something. It's the same with my countryside. If I had to pick one book that I could only have, of course, except the Bible, you know, but as far as like my homesteading, uh, learning and everything, it's going to be countryside. This is my first countryside that I had. Encyclopedia of Country Living. Countryside is the magazine. That's the other one, though. The Countryside Magazine. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, The Encyclopedia of Country Living, Carla Emery. Um, It is very good. Um, And this book is still usable. Um, And my oldest son, Cameron, used it some too. Uh, But some of the pages are starting to fall out. The bindings gotten messed up. But it travels too. Like when we go out of town on on road trips, we used to take those a lot with Tommy's job. And I would bring this book, my book. And that's one reason it got torn up for going in and out. Now this is my new one. I've got a new one. And um, I want you to stop after you finish this book. Okay. 
Yeah, you got to catch up on. Yeah, because we we <laughs> we we're just so scatterbrained, yeah. y'all. We yeah. went right to books, and and there's there's quite a few there okay. questions we okay. need to address. Well, that's so. fine. We can go back and forth. But anyway, if if I had to pick one of the homesteading book, it would be this one because she, you know, some things may not be huge in depth most things are though and she's also used other people's wisdom and knowledge it's yeah. not just her knowledge in there she's got different people and different people wrote her this was uh i don't know how many year over how many years she wrote this book but she would add to it and add to it when uh viewers would or readers would send her a new recipe it's got recipes in it it's just it has everything in it i'm not sure they saw it oh, from yeah. the side you know, I mean, this is not a pamphlet. You know, if yeah. you're unfamiliar with this book, and I can't imagine anybody being unfamiliar yeah. with it, but it but, weighs about 17 pounds. Not really, but... But I do. I cherish that book. Okay, let's look at some break questions. Yeah, let's back up here. Change gears again. Uh, give me just a minute. We're going... You have to read it. I can't read it. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to go way back um, because the questions were just firing in. That mic is off. We're, we're going off the mic on the camera. Okay. Can y'all hear us Okay. Corey, Corey's done, I think Corey has absconded. <laughs> um, Y'all let us know if the volume's okay, because uh, rather than switch microphones to our normal mic, we're just using the mic that's built into our Logitech camera. Um, okay, let's see. Well, I think I'm back to where I was. Tam said, yeah, damp weather always seems to use more flour. Mm -hmm. um, Ava Kinsey made a bread called Tupperware bread. Everything goes in a bowl, get it all mixed up good, clamp the lid on, let it rise till the lid pops. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. Is there a danger of overworking or overneeding the dough from Five Branch Farms? Yeah, you can. You can over uh, knead the dough. Um, in fact, uh, I just, I knead the dough until it forms that smooth, non-sticky, elastic dough. You know, you notice that uh, once I got the amount of flour I wanted, I kneaded it a, a, just a few more times and stopped. I don't want powder on the outside of my dough. That's the way I learned. I don't want powder. I want it to be all incorporated. Um, but, and that's when I stopped kneading. Um, tomorrow, when we go to knead, uh, punch it down. I maybe will turn it a couple of times. I don't really need it at that point. I br I'll break it up in loaves and, you know, go from there. Now, it's all flat. It doesn't still have your air in it, but I don't continue to need it. Yeah, my old Kentucky homestead uh, makes a good point to five branches that, you know, you pr while you probably technically could over need yeah. it, said it'd probably be hard to do it but by, when you're doing it by hand because you probably wear yourself yeah. out before yeah. you caught you damage yeah you're what you're you're looking for the first opportunity you can to quit now with the kitchen aid i am careful because i do find um with any bread if you keep that mixer going and it, somebody had mentioned it heating it up uh I, I can i feel like it'll be like wanting more and more flour because it'll start sticking back to the edges and i think it's because it kind of heats it up and so, you know, I am careful when I use the mixer. Yeah, we'd heard that too, Grandpa. The, uh, Grandpa's farm said a lot of gluten-free folks can eat sourdoughs. Mm -hmm. we, we've heard that too. So I'm, ho I'm really hoping that I, it's going to, you know, like I said, I tried it one time. And I didn't have a bad reaction. It's just, you know, I don't want to ache at all. You know, so. Yeah, uh, einkorn is a non-GMO wheat. That's right. Yes, yes. Um, let's see here. 
And oh. you know, I've bought wheat for years and we've, we've ground it and everything. Hey, Brad. <laughs> but, um, Sorry, you know, I'm, I'm way back. I'm, I'm scrolling up because I know we missed a bunch. Um, I forgot what I was saying now. What I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I was talking to Brad. Yeah. Then I confused you. See what you did to me, Brad? Don't um, want it. Anyway, I thought I was doing real good. And I mean, I guess it's better. The wheat that I've bought to use is better than, than, than buying bread at the store. But, you know, it's it's not an heirloom wheat. It, it should It's supposed to be an organic wheat. But I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how sure. good it really is now that I'm learning even more about wheat. All right. Um, Thanks, Billy Branch Homestead. Loves the bread series. We appreciate okay. that. We've enjoyed it, too. And yeah, it's been Kind of sad that we're wrapping it up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, Patty's thinking about doing a haircutting live series or, yeah. or maybe one well, We're going to do, we're gonna two, do but... cinnamon rolls one day. Yeah, we're going to do that cinnamon rolls. That won't take very long, so. That's right. Um, got still going. Thank you, Ava. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Ava bought Aunt Dossie's cookbook oh, today. Thank I got you. that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that in the mail to you tomorrow. Okay. Um, Danny or Wanda, we love the wood stove. Uh, Ask how we love our wood stove. And this one, this is oh, in yeah. Patty's mama's house. Yeah, they're, they can see. I know, but I want to do something else. I want you to look at that pipe. Yeah. That's a 17 foot ceiling. It's still going. It's still going. Plus, there's probably 10 feet. Between there, where it goes into the attic, um, before it gets outside, mm -hmm. and uh, so you talk about a draw. Um, yeah, even when it's closed completely down, it still has a, a very big draw. On yeah, it. even when even when you shut it completely down, it it uh, it draws like crazy. Um, yep, Joel is the new godfather to the good food movement. Mm -hmm. That's right. He's really blazed the trail, and uh, he's such an evangelist. Not only for 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 the Lord Lord Jesus Christ, but but an evangelist for uh, good old time food making methods. Uh, let's see. What is the rise time with the fast rising yeast? Or when you, I, I assume just when you say when you're talking about adding talking about, the yeah, yeast. Yeah, talking about the yeast. Yeah, the bought yeast. <clears throat> Redhead Homestead said, I believe. I well, he's got a video up. Can we? Uh, yeah, can I can, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. If you help yeah. me remember to do that, because um, the rise time that I use, I still let when I use the yeast, I still let it rise all night long, um, and then the next day it rises about two to two and a half hours once I put it into loaves. Redhead Homestead said uh, I watched his video and it rose, I think, about two to two and a half hours for the first rise, and it was it was double. What, what you're looking for is for it to double in size. Um, and it was doubled in size, and so he went ahead and put it into the loaves and let it rise, and it was another two, two and a half hours. So within five hours, I believe he had sourdough bread that using the um, store-bought yeast and your wild yeast. Cindy Bull, uh, you may have to clarify, Cindy. She just says, and, and, and these questions are from a long time ago. So, I mean, I say a long time ago from, you know, way before we cut the camera uh from the bread, so it may have already been answered. But Cindy's saying we need to feed the starter again, right? Yes. Um, yes. When? Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. We just used it. You feed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna feed mine. I didn't do that. Take the time to do that because I would have had to get more water and everything. But yeah, you'll go ahead and feed it again tonight. Okay. Cool. Um, let's see. Bye, Tams. I know you're probably already gone. Yeah, you're off gone. to work, and um, so. Uh, 
G'day, Dan in Australia. It blows our mind. Tam set her clock, his or her clock. I don't know if it's a he or she, sorry. At 3 a.m. Uh, one day to, to catch one the of the live. The first one. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, great. Jan says she'll keep us posted on her wild yeast traps. Good, yeah. Uh, yeah. See how that goes. Uh, she says she's lagging about 60 seconds. Everybody is. Yeah. You know, you're... Uh, what we're the words we're saying right now, you will hear and see 60 seconds or so after we actually say them. Um, let's see. Uh, well, seed to seed, so we're getting past the bread ones then. I yeah, guess. maybe so. Reading it now. Oh, there's a bread Brooklyn. question here. Okay, got to get gaining ground. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's it? read the question. Five Branch Farm said uh, when she feeds her starter, he or she feeds her starter. The flour doesn't always mix completely. There are little chunks of flour. Mm. Do I need to mix more vigorously? No, um, that's fine. Uh, I have found, um, I typically uh, do it kind of lazy. I, I, I'll like put my water, put my flour, put my sugar, then stir. But since I've been doing this series, I've been a little more diligent and I've stirred in my water, I've stirred in my flour, I've stirred in my sugar. I found that it hasn't gotten so chunky. But it do, will do that, and you know what? I stir it and try and mix it in, but then I just let it go. You know, and it it it, it, it fixes itself, it corrects itself. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Danny wants to know. Danny Warner wants to know about the wood stove. We'll we'll talk about the wood stove in just a minute. Then it, uh, we've actually think, got two. Oh, that's not. Um, um, will you show it to him? I don't think so. I think he wants to know more about the wood stove. Okay. Uh, I saw another one. So give me just a minute. Um, thanks for the einkorn flour info. Uh, okay, Jan said, remind me what is the benchmark for when you need to start feeding the starter two times a day. Okay, we're feeding the starter two times a day. Whenever you are going to use some yeast to do a quick start, um, you'll want to probably feed it twice a day for a few days because it's going to be so hungry. And then you can probably go to a once a day feeding. Yes, Krista, you can use white flour for sourdough starter. Yes, and that, that I, you may have missed the beginning. The first one was white flour, and I did a white flour starter. I could have used my iron corn starter which is the wheat and done white and wheat i could have just done that but just because i knew some people were going to be using white some wheat so i did both um we're almost out of time yeah um so can i uh finish going through this right quick since we started this well i'd hate to miss the rest of the bread questions and oh, maybe I we, we were can done, no we're not asking about books. well they're kind of mixed in there Okay. Uh, Grandpa just points out that rise time can really vary according to room temperature. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, also vary according to the activity of your yeast. Uh, right. And so I'm not expecting so my white my white bread to do very well. It's not very active, and I think it's my flour. It's not a very high quality flour, and I'm not expecting great results. So, but y'all saw me flop with a. Uh, with one of my starters, so you know you might see my bread flop too. It happens. Um, we tree bonsai interesting point always says always have to turn off they have to always turn off fans and close vents so uh, that their loaves will rise hmm, interesting which is interesting must be a, where it's cooler or they have a lot of their air trudy wants to know can uh, they let it rise past time to be ready to bake uh, i will have to leave for work when and then bake when uh they get back home well um and then one more I'm going to tell you, uh, it would be, be best to not, and especially if you've already 
put them in the pans because putting it in the pans, it can rise too much and then fall. I have let it, let it rise too much and it fall. Um, you may have to change when you're mixing it up. You might want to mix up in the morning, let it rise. When you get home from work, put it in pans, bake before bed, or maybe do it on the weekend, something like that. All right, and, and one more on the bread, and then we'll let Patty wrap up with, uh, at least talk about at least one more book, see what she can get in. How soon can you put the starter back in the fridge after you feed it? Well, if you want to put the starter in the fridge, you can put it right in the fridge after you've mixed your bread and not feed it. Um, now, mine has Wait, gotten, let me just clarify. Okay, so, wait just a minute. Mine, I've got like uh, two cups of starter, and so that's enough for me to put it up and uh, be able to take it out, feed it a time or two, and have enough for bread. Um, so, but if you're not wanting to make bread, you can put it in the refrigerator after you've mixed up your bread without feeding it. Before you feed it. That's what I wanted to clarify. Yeah. So, because yeah. she had said after you feed it, but if you're... Well, if once you're, you, when you feed it, you want to let it go ahead and work a little bit. You know, if you, if you fed it already, just put it in the refrigerator in the morning. I just kind of gauge how much starter I have. You know, if I was down to just a cup of starter or less than a cup, I would feed it for a couple of days and then put it in the refrigerator because when I take it out of the refrigerator, I want it, I would want to use it within a day or two. And if it's down to only a half a cup of starter, it'll take too long to, you know, you understand. So yeah. you just have to learn how to be practical. But with the way we're doing it, with feeding it a fourth of a cup and fourth of a cup uh, increments, um, I think I'm going to better leave mine on the counter and just feed it. And if, if I'm able to eat it, uh, my son will eat it, and my husband will eat it. Um, so I feel I don't feel like we'll run out. I'm gonna, I want to do some pita bread. Some yeah. In fact, that's one of the things I'm going to do in the morning too. I think. So. We need to do a video on our hummus yes, recipe. Yes, we do. Mm. Okay. Anything else? Right, uh, buy bread. bread. We'll see. Uh, we'll, everybody, when you wrap up here, make sure you go over to Big Family yeah. Homestead to catch their show. And that's in five minutes. Five minutes. Brad, five we'll talk about the hat later. Mm -hmm. He asked about the hat. Okay. Um, and and uh, Wanda, uh, they were asking about the stove too, but we'll talk about that later too. Anyway, the half more plan would be my second choice. This is more of an overview. It doesn't have near the information in it. It's an old. It was written, um, I think, in the 60s when they put this together. Um, it touches a little bit on various things, fruit trees, uh, homestead layout, um, goat born, dairy born, fruit trees, um, herb gardens. It's a variety of things, um, but it's, it's kind of like almost like a magazine style. It's got 70 pages. I, ha I have really enjoyed this. I, I have read every every page of this and like I told you I'm not a huge reader so I really like this this is going to be my second choice there's lots of comments coming up um mm -hmm. anyway uh there's some reference books that I use um the gardener's a to z guide for growing most of my stuff is uh, for growing right. organic food yeah. that's it, but that's important because they've actually got some a to z gardeners uh, some gardeners a to z guide for growing uh, different things. Yeah. This one is organic food. Yeah, and 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 it and it it, it goes in to show you like um, it's it's even got fruits and stuff. But like it's got like for for, for the for potato, it's got I don't know 
all kind of different things on there, but it, you know, the soil and water, the pH of the soil, the, uh, the temperature for germination, the different pests that bother potatoes, um, the allies uh, the <clears throat> for intercropping, um, uh, harvesting, uh, measurements of how far apart to plant, how deep to plant them, varieties, you know, all kind of stuff like that. And then as far as companions, like it, this, this book touches on it. Uh, uh, Carrots Love Tomatoes. Yeah, you have a time you read that. I like that book. That's a go-to book that I just, I've not read it in its entirety. I've read some of it, but, um, you know, I just, um, and like I said, I'm not a big reader. When I'm curious about something, I go. This is another one, The Vegetable Gardener's Bible. Um, I do a lot of raised beds, um, and, uh, you know, this just has information in it for me that I enjoy. And I think this is the most current that. edition. I'm not sure. I think. And then a new book that I've gotten is uh, The Market Gardener. I've learned a lot from that book. Um, I would suggest anybody that's wanting to do farmer's markets and and uh, increase their yield. Uh, he's got a, it wasn't his YouTube page too? Uh, yeah. Think. Um, it's just, it's, he's just got amazing, amazing stuff. And then, then my most favorite magazine in the world is Countryside. I was calling the Encyclopedia of Country Living Countryside. but. That is Countryside. Now, then this is another book that I haven't been able to spend a ton of time with, but I want to spend more time with it. My son Cameron got me that book. Um, so, uh, it's got a lot of useful things in this book. Um, How-tos and everything. Just, you know, from A to Z. So, yeah, I really I'm, like that book. And uh, my, my, other, my, my favorite survival author is Creek Stewart. Uh, yeah. who had the fat guys in the woods show that yes. we hate that the Weather Channel canceled it. We loved it. Yes, but uh, I love Creek and I actually communicate on Instagram a little bit, and mm -hmm. uh, he comments on some of our YouTube channels and, mm -hmm. and stuff. It's kind of fun. So, all right, guys, thanks for... Listen, there, there have been lots of thanks wonderful you, comments you. thanking us for what we're doing. Yes, thank we, you we, we, we feel like we're talking a million miles an hour to get it done. Y'all leave now. Go yes. see Brad and yeah, Krista. Yeah, go see Brad and Krista. And we'll talk to have you... A good night. In the morning yes. at 7 a.m. Central Time, we'll be live yes. at Alderman Farms. Making bread. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. If you've got any questions or comments, be sure and shoot us an email to radio at aldermanfarms.net. And we hope you'll hop on our website, sign up for our newsletter, uh, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. We're everywhere as Alderman Farms. We really encourage you to check out our YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com slash user slash alderman farms where you can find a playlist of the videos involved with every one of these live shows and somewhere north of 400 videos altogether of various topics we appreciate it very much see you next time